Are you curious about, interested in, or working within the field of anesthesiology and you are a woman, person of color, or otherwise do not fit the stereotypical image of what an anesthesiologist looks like, then this is the podcast for you. We will discuss what life is like on the other side of the blue drape for us. Issues most relevant, such as what is anesthesia really? And we're not talking textbook definition. Tips for applying, success in residency, life as an attending, and beyond. Join us each week as we take a dive into this rich and often misunderstood field. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Peterson, and welcome to Sivo Sisters. Hey, Sivo Sisters. Today we're going to discuss a bugaboo amongst y'all. Many of y'all are freaking out about anesthesiology residency interviews coming up, and I'm going to let you know straight away you got this, okay? We're going to discuss in this episode the five most common questions you'll get on your interview, strategies on how to answer those questions, and discuss overall mindset in walking into the interview. Okay, let's discuss the mindset part first. What I don't want is for y'all to walk into that interview with the attitude Oh, I I hope they they like me. I I I hope I hope I'm good enough. Uh, uh, I I I'll take anyone. Oh no, no, you will not. <laughs> you walk in that room already feeling defeated, already feeling like you need to apologize for some unknown reason. And honey, you lost before you even started. That's what we're not going to do. Okay. Once you are granted an interview, you are already almost there, okay? You walk in there saying you have won. There is something in just the words that they received that said, hey, we wanna know more about her. We wanna hear from this candidate. We are going to take the time out to get that to know them on an interpersonal one-on-one basis. And so this is a very good thing, friends. And you're going to walk in there with confidence, okay? Confidence meaning that you believe in yourself. Note, I did not say arrogance. Arrogance means that you believe you are better than anyone else. But often that's not our problem. Our problem tends to be we need to accept whatever comes our way and come in already defeated. So you're going to come in there realizing that you've already won, baby. You just need to claim it and shine. That's the mindset that you come in with, with believing in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, there's no way you're going to be able to convince any program that you are worth their time. The five most common questions. Question number one. Why anesthesia? Now, you should see this question coming a million miles away. Here is the canned answer that you aren't going to come in with. I like pharmacology and physiology. And so it just made sense that anesthesia is my choice. Yawn. Okay, you don't want to do that. Everybody and their mama is saying they like physiology and pharmacology. And as a medical student, I get it. You don't want to stand out and be different amongst your medical student class because it's almost like a jungle out there. Am I right? Like when you think about those medical students that stood out, it was usually for a negative reason. 
But guys, life is not like medical school. Life, you actually do want to stand out. You want to be able for somebody to see your name and recognize you beyond the numbers, beyond the essay. Okay. So when you get the question, why anesthesiology, you're going to respond with a story, a story that highlights the moment when you had that twinkle in your eyes, uh, ease of smile came on your face, and you had those butterfly feelings when you knew this is the field for me. Now, when you got those feelings, it could be like a series of events, right? I mean, it probably all didn't happen in the same day. Maybe it was a patient conversation or you were able to witness or help out with something. Take all of those episodes and wrap it in a cogent story and show them why it is that this field spoke to you. When you do that, your story is unique. Your journey is unique. You will automatically stand out because no one else is going to say your story. So that is what you want to pull when you answer why anesthesia. Okay, question number two. Tell me more about insert research project talk here. Anything you put on your CV or mention in your personal statement, be prepared to elaborate on that. So that means that if you got projects all the way from early undergrad, you should brush up on what the objective of the project was and what insights you gained out of it. That's all. Nobody wants to sit there as you roll your eyes in the back of your head and be like, oh, geez, man, it's been like 10 years since I did that. No, you should be prepared to discuss it with energy and enthusiasm. The third question, where do you see yourself five years from now? Many of us don't care for this question because you're like, man, I don't even know where I'm going to end up in months from now. You know, who knows where I'm going to match? But this is the opportunity for you to express your biggest, grandest vision for yourself. Now, it may take longer than five years to get to that grand vision. But you want that interviewer to see how they can help you in your journey. If you were to answer this question with, well, you know, I just hope to, I hope I get a job and, uh, and I hope that, you know, maybe I'll stay on and uh, practice. You, you see how those general broad sweeping statements don't do anything. Like the interviewer is like, eh, you can do that anywhere, right? So you want to be specific and say, maybe you want to address the racial disparities we have, you know, maternal mortality rates. And you're like, I want to be an obstetric anesthesiologist so I can meaningfully intervene on decreasing that disparity, whatever it may be. But that is the highest and grandest vision. Specifically interested in total artificial hearts might not be what you actually end up doing, but at least the interviewer can get a sense that, wow, this person really thought about where what their future looks like. And they can say, hey, for that person who's interested in OB, hey, we got a great OB de 
division here. Uh, I know somebody on SOAP, the Society of Obstetric Anesthesiology uh, Organization. I know people here or cardiothoracic. Oh man, that's my field. So you see how that interviewer can see how they support you in the in your journey. And they already have a Rolodex of people that they can see mentoring you and ushering you into this highest grand vision. So that is what that five-year question is intended to bring out. No one's going to hold you to it, but this is the time for you to just dream big. And what comes out of your mouth is naturally going to be very unique to you. That when everyone gets together and discuss all the candidates, the person that interview you is going to say, oh, that's the person that's going to change obstetric anesthesia. Oh, that's the person that wants to be, you know, the total artificial heart person. Always in the interview, you are going to bring energy and enthusiasm because the person interviewing you probably is clinical and has someone covering their room in the 15 minutes or however time they're allowed to share with you to get to know you. Okay. These are individuals who care about the future of anesthesiology and they want to be involved in this selection process. So you're going to honor their time by having energy and enthusiasm and being prepared. I think that's question number three, right? Question four, weaknesses. (laughs) The question is, yes. uh, Tell me about a weakness. This is another question many of us hate. Because we're like, okay, we're all human. We all have weaknesses. What are we getting at? This is not intended to shame anyone. All it is, is an opportunity for that interviewer to see, does this person recognize they have weaknesses? Are they reflective enough and insightful enough to appreciate that? And then what are they doing to address them? That's it. It's not intended to be a shame fest whatsoever. Most people have gotten so, they answer this question by saying, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I, I, I have to have everything just so, and if it's not perfect, I just cannot move forward. Like it's, I'm just, I, it just has to be perfect, right? Now, if you say that, an interviewer is going to roll their eyes so hard in the back of their head because they hear it so many times. And it doesn't demonstrate that you have any insight and you have presented this quote unquote weakness as your weakness. Now, I'm not trying to say perfectionism isn't a problem, but what I am saying is that it's an overused weakness. You do not want to fall into saying the same thing that everybody else is saying. Instead, you're going to use this as an opportunity to really think about and think about this answer before you walk through the door so you're ready to go. But now is the time for you to think about, well, what are my weaknesses? What are some things that have been highlighted to me when I was on rotation that I need to work on? For example, when it comes to patient presentations, maybe you just go on and on and on and on, and you're still working on how to get to the root of the problem, right? How do you succinctly describe what the issue is? You're still working on seeing the the forest for the trees, or being able to identify the tree in the forest, right? It's a process. It's a learning process. And the way that you are working on that is by you working with your seniors. You're doing this, you're doing that, right? 
Um, it doesn't have to be some big personal character flaw. I know for me, an issue was delegation. I wanted to do everything myself. And what ended up happening by me not communicating is that you can only hold so many balls at one time before everything falls out and you're looking a hot mess. Communication, learning how to communicate what you need in a succinct fashion, real time, learning people's names so you know who to call for, right? When you need help. But learning how to to delegate is something that I think a lot of us struggle with. So that is the purpose of the weakness question, okay? And you can prepare for that question ahead of time by using the tips that I just offered. And now the last most common question that most people wrap up their interviews with. Any question for me? Now, some people might say to that question, well, no, I'm good. You answered everything. Everybody answered everything and I'm fine. That is not what you're going to say. You're going to use that opportunity as an opening for you to show that you've done research. You've done research on the program. You did research on all the people that are interviewing you that day, and you're going to ask them a specific targeted question from the research that you did. Well, you know, I was really curious about your investigation in blank. You know, this program had expressed that they are building some new an initiative uh, in, in research. And this is when you bring up what you did and the questions that come out of your specific targeted research on the person and on the program. And this might be the point where the interviewer, you know, will just take off and just do a lot of talking. So much talking to the point where you're like, oh, wow. Okay. He spoke more than I did. Right? (laughs) I mean, I'm just listening now, but that's not a bad sign. If the interviewer is talking more than you in an interview, then that means they like you. That means they can see themselves working side by side with you. And because of that, they're going to advocate for you at the table and say, hey, I like her. I wasn't even trying to mention all of what I mentioned, but, you know, she has such great questions, so engaging. You know, I couldn't help myself. So we ran a little over, but it was my fault, right? That is a winning interview. So don't feel some kind of way if you're not talking as much as maybe you think you should be. Because if you're talking a lot, that means that you're probably rambling, okay? Because if you did your prep, As we discussed in this episode, you're going to come to the table, boom, answers ready to go, one after the other lined up. You're not going to be droning on and on because if you drone on and on and the interviewer's eyes start to roll back and they yawn, they're not listening, okay? (laughs) They are not listening. And if they're not listening, then they're not able to advocate for you, okay? And I would say overall, when it comes to interview day, you're going to carry that mindset that we talked about earlier of winning, having self-confidence, believing in yourself, have prepared answers for these incredibly common questions. I hope that helped you all. And I'd love to hear how your interviews went after you employed these tips and this mindset. Please comment and see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sivo Sisters. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you don't miss out. New episodes drop every week on a Monday because we all can use a little something something to get us through the week. Am I right? 
I'd love to hear more from you on the topics that you want to hear. So let me know in the comments. This is Dr. Peterson signing off. See you next time.